0: This is episode 403, how to take risks when you don't feel financially secure with Julie. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they wanna accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. If you could take a minute or two and head over to iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcast, most of you probably listen at iTunes and leave a rating and review. I would really, really appreciate it. It means a lot to me and the show. And I Today's episode is about taking risks, making changes when you don't feel safe or secure on some level. And in Julie's case, our caller today, it's on the financial level. And there's so much we unpack in this episode. So even if you aren't thinking about making a change, and even if you feel financially secure, you're going to get some great nuggets from this episode. And speaking of great nuggets, I've got so many available for you at my women's signature retreat. That was quite the transition, wasn't it? I am so excited. It's in October, which seems like it's far away, but it's only, let's say, June, July, August, September. It's only like four or five months away. Time is going so, so, so fast. And you might not be thinking about the fall yet, but I encourage you to think about it. I encourage you to start planning. I encourage you to apply because our early bird discount is ending in June. Get your application in. There's no harm in applying. Have a conversation with Jill. It is just... Is so transformational. You've heard me talk about it before. You can go back and listen to the episode Jill and I did on the Signature Retreat. But if you are looking to, to heal, to get clarity, to connect with other women, to really up your self-care, to finally break through some of the patterns and beliefs and things you haven't been able to break through yet, come, 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 come. come. I promise you, you won't regret it. Go to christinehasser.com slash Signature Retreat. Right. As you're listening to today's episode with Julie, consider, are you a people pleaser? Do you often make decisions based on what you think other people want from you versus what you truly want from yourself? Are you making choices or doing things that are breeding resentment, maybe in your marriage or towards a friendship or a business partner or your parents? Do you feel unsafe and unstable in some way? And are you doing something just for the money? And finally, you want to make a change and go and do something else, but you feel like you just can't because you're not financially, quote unquote, stable enough. So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my coaching call with Julie. I want to take a moment to tell you about my sponsor, which is Sensei. Now, I only endorse things on this show that I personally use, and I am obsessed with the Sensei. It's one of the best investments I've made you hear me talk a lot about nervous system nervous system regulation the vagus nerve on this show and i know for me especially this year with you know being a mom and running businesses and not really sleeping regulating my nervous system and having tools have been very helpful i've needed some assistance to get to sleep and to calm my nervous system and sensei has been one of the one of my the tools that i've used the most so what is sensei well it's an infrasound resonance device that when paired with the sessions in the companion app works towards reducing stress and improving well-being. So it works through toning your vagus nerve and releasing stress and anxiety with these infrasonic sound waves that are synchronized with the soundscapes in the app. So benefits include stress resilience, improved heart rate variability, and better sleep quality. And I'm telling you, like it has worked for me. I really, really love it. You can lead more of a stress-free life so, here is how you can get a Sensei for $30 off and lead a less stressful life and really help calm your nervous system. You just go to the link that's in my bio. Again, just go to the show notes and click on the link in my bio and use promo code over it at checkout.
1: Julie, welcome to the show. How can I help? Hi, Christine. Thanks for having me today. Mm -hmm. I was looking to see if I could get some of your help with some personal finance stuff. Mm -hmm. I have been like really struggling this month with personal finances and my husband and I are just like really stressed about money right now. Mm. We were feeling fine um, for a while, but the past like 24 months have been like kind of stagnant. Uh, we had a lot of changes happen. So in 2015 and 2017, I had kids. In 2018, he switched jobs. He went from an industry he didn't like with a high-paying job to a lower-paying job in an industry that he likes mo- much more. And he's got, like, better mental health now because of it. So I'm thankful for that. I started my own business in 2018 when my daughter, my youngest, was only one year old. Oof. And it was great. And Yeah, I know. You could probably relate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it was great. And I had got some really good clients. I work in the financial industry. I'm self-employed. It's just me. I got some good clients right out the bat. I got referrals. Business was booming. Revenue was increasing 2018, 2019, even 2020. And then I just left like, kind of gotten like stagnant and Mm -hmm. stuck and like flatlined Mm -hmm. for like 21, 22. And now halfway through 23. Mm-hmm. Expenses are rising. My kids are getting older. Mm-hmm. I go to pay the bills. I'm stressed. And I've gotten to the point, I actually started doing therapy about four months ago with a therapist. I do IFS therapy. Mm-hmm. So I, I've been doing a lot of inner child work, Great. doing you know, parts work. And I'm realizing I also consume a lot of financial podcasts and books and things, and I know that knowledge is not the problem. It's not knowledge. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm starting to make some connections myself, and I'm feeling like, okay, it's something deeper. It's this Mm. work that I'm doing with my inner child, and I'm kind of like making connections between the finance part. And I feel like the finance is maybe just a manifestation of what's going on inside. Mm. What is going on inside? I'm yeah, so I'm hoping you could help me with with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why I'll, I'm do I'll do my best.
0: I'll do my best.
1: Okay, so I've been working with my therapist and we've identified this part. It's like the people pleaser part of me. And I'm like really struggling with this part and mm-hmm. my therapist gave me a lot of homework. She said check in with the people pleaser part every day. You know, I think there's a lot going on there for you. And I'm like, okay, all right. So I'm starting to feel like my husband's putting a lot of pressure on me to make more money. Like out of the two of us, I'm the person who's able to scale up the business and potentially go in with a business partner and hire a staff. But like my heart just kind of like drops when I think about that. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. When you think about what specifically? Like going in with a business partner, hiring a staff, Mm -hmm. like just committing to this business that I've started that I'm like, I'm not really like in love with it, but I'm like, kind of like scared to pivot it into something else.
0: What is, and I know you said financial services, but what in particular do you do?
1: I'm a CPA and I do, I do like, I don't do taxes, but I do like CFO work for... Small businesses and... Like a fractional like CFO a ca- type of thing? Yeah. Like okay. a per- CFO for businesses who have like five employees. Like they're too small for a full-time person. So I do part-time for them. Okay. And it's a niche industry and it, I'm really good at it. Right. But I don't love it. I don't mm-hmm. love it. What do you love? <sighs> I <laughs> like, I love helping people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've wanted to pivot into like coaching I want to help people yeah I want to pivot into maybe coaching Mm -hmm. I actually recently picked up a client who you know my first clients were like killing it and they like they they needed my help because they were doing so well in their business it Mm -hmm. didn't make sense for them to do their finances and they found me and they were like oh yes like you can do this and take it off my plate I'm like oh awesome so I'm like helping these successful people and I recently took on a, cl- a new client and she's struggling and I, it's been like kind of triggering for me in all honesty, because I'm like, I don't know how to help her. And I don't know how to help myself. Um, what is she struggling with? And I'm just, she's in like major debt. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So let's just, let's just go step by step here.
1: Cause there's, there's
0: a couple of things. There's the financial piece. There's the people pleaser, peace. There's the not doing something that you love, peace. And there is a part of us that if we're not doing what we love or what we really desire, it often can be difficult to make money at it. Because if we're really being called to something else and we're not listening to it, often we'll have a sabotaging part that will come up. So, Speaking of coming up, what's the emotion that's coming up right now?
1: Yeah. You know, I've been talking to this people-pleasing part. And Mm -hmm. the emotion is that I feel like I've just, like, abandoned myself for so long. Mm -hmm. And I'm so tired of doing what everyone else thinks I should do. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is my husband. You know, my husband's the one who's like... You just, you're really good at your job. Just, you know, scale it up, get some more clients. Mm-hmm. You'll be making X amount in no time, you mm-hmm. know? And part of me wants to do that. Cause I'm like, I want like, and I thought about this before I call, but like, part of me is like, Oh, let me just do that so that I'll make more money. And then I can prove to my husband that I'm worthy and then mm. prove to myself that I'm worthy. And then I'm like, no, no, no. That's like, I know that's not how this Do you works. feel like you have something to prove to your husband? And yeah, I kind of do in all honesty. Why and what? I just feel like he, um, I feel like he doesn't trust that, like, I'm going to say what I'm going to do and pull my weight in the financial part of our relationship. Well, did I hear you correctly when you said he took
0: a job for lesser pay so he could be happier? (laughs) Yes. Okay. Just checking.
1: Yeah. There's, yeah, he he there's like a little bit of resentment that's Uh like another part of it I guess there's a little bit of resentment there because I'm like you know he in some ways he's like well if you can't make enough money then I'm gonna have to go back to doing the old job where he did make more money not necessarily that particular job but it's very like all or nothing for him and I Mm -hmm. part of me is jealous I'm like hey wait I want to do something to like yes yeah. yes so i want to
0: go in i wanted i want to go with this thread of the feeling like you have to prove your worth um yeah was that there in
1: your childhood a hundred percent with who and how <laughs> my parents mm-hmm. and i i you know i've worked with done inner child work and i have identified um There's like a long narrative in my childhood of having to, you know, I didn't love and uh, my parents were certainly um, provided and I had a good childhood, but love and affection felt conditional on me performing well in school, making good grades, achieving things. And I, my parents were they always focus on like appearances and mm-hmm. awards and accolades. And mm-hmm. they encouraged me to, you know, become a CPA because mm-hmm. they thought letters behind your last name are cool. And that's mm-hmm. like a thing in our family. Mm-hmm. We have doctors and lawyers in the family and right. um, I didn't want to be either of those. So I guess CPA was okay. <laughs> right. qu- and like, I honestly, there's a lot of re- like resentment and anger on my part. I'm like, why did I not just listen to myself? Right. Uh, Why did I take everyone else's advice?
0: (laughs) Well, because I can, I can tell you that. And this is important for the inner child to hear. And inner inner child also means the adolescent, because remember our brain isn't even fully formed till 25. So we're still very emotionally based. We don't even regulate our nervous system until seven. So, and still then we're very, we're very wired, tapped into the nervous system of the family. So, there's a couple things I want to say. The first is any emotion that's coming up, just let it come up. The second is that people-pleaser part that you've been working with with your therapist. I'm sure you've talked about how it's a protective part, right? It's protecting an exile. It's protecting an inner child. The inner child that I see as protecting is the one who just wants to be her, who just wants to be loved for Who she is, who wants to be freely expressed. And this theme of anger and resentment, you know, started with parents and now it's with husband. So you're this thread of doing things that other people want you to do, doing things to prove, doing things to make you feel worthy that was present as a child, which you had no control over, because we have to have, we have to feel safe and loved as children. And we will do whatever we need to do. To feel safe and love and validated, even if it means abandoning ourselves, because we we it's a survival thing. We have to. So having any kind of doubt or guilt or why did I or judgment being the key word I was looking for, any judgment against the part of you that didn't speak up sooner, you got to forgive yourself for any of that judgment because you absolutely had to do what you did. Now, however, it's a different situation, and from my perspective, what the block is, is there's, there's a part of you that no longer wants to do it, how you've done it. If you were happy to just do life, how you've done it, to make husband happy, to feel worthy, to feel loved, you would just go hustle and make money as a CPA. But there's an inner child that you're starting to get more connected to. And as we do growth work and as we do consciousness work and as we start to heal, it gets harder and harder to ignore our inner child because they have more airtime once we start doing that work. So there's a part of you that's screaming for, no, I want to do what I want to do. I finally want to do what I want to do. So what's, yeah. What's
1: coming up for you now? Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head. I just, I, I want to do what I want to do. It's been, it's been so long and I, I'm having a lot of, it's been, a life. It's, been, mm-hmm. it's been 30 years. Mm-hmm. It's been 30 years. Mm-hmm. And I'm having a lot of judgment about it. And how is the judgment productive? helping?
0: Yeah. See, judgment, judging ourselves makes us feel like we're doing something when we don't know what to do. So my encouragement to you is going to be twofold. It's going to be to have your self-love healing plan and your action plan. Because there's a way for you to still make money as a CPA and generate and start building your business as a coach. And there's a huge need for money coaches, for people that can help people with their money. And you don't have a financial problem. That's not your issue. You have an inner child issue. Yes. You have a worth issue. You have a being scared to do something that is not what maybe other people want you to do or isn't, you know right or whatever. So again, this is not a, from my perspective, not a money problem. I would agree with you. Yeah. 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 Because I think, I mean, you've said it and I feel it from you. You could go get people and make money, but that the, what happens too is the more the inner child starts to feel safe the more that rebel part comes out and rebel isn't a bad thing you know thank god for so many rebels in the world otherwise you know just speaking as woman to woman we wouldn't have a lot of the rights that we have today you know it was it's the rebels that are often the change makers so there's just a part of you that's like no no i no i don't want to do this and so i think it's going to be important for you to also talk to that rebel part and say hey it's a both and thing. We get to go do what we're good at and make money so that we feel safe enough to pursue what we want to pursue. And you don't have to necessarily love it, but you have to love what it's giving you. And once you know that you're not locked into it forever and that it is a temporary thing, so you can go put money into getting trained as a coach and you can start building your practice, whatever that looks like. But the way you talk to yourself and the way you go into it, if you go make money because you need to prove something to your husband or you do it out of fear, you're just reinforcing the pattern. But if you do it from a place of self-love and from a place of I'm consciously choosing to do this, like I'm doing the same thing, but have a much different come from. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. Because then you're not doing it to please. You're actually doing it for you. Yeah. So how many times have you done something you really don't want to do for your kids, but you do it because you love your kids and you know, it's good for them? <laughs> like daily, daily. And are you like, oh, I freaking daily. hate this. And you build, are you building resentment at your kids? And like, you hate it so much.
1: <laughs> <a>, Sometimes.
0: Oh. <laughs> Spoken I... like an honest mother, <laughs> but, but the point is you do it because you love him.
1: Yes. Yes. And it, when I see that they're happy, but like, that sounds like people please right there. Like when I see that they're happy, I'm like, okay, it was worth it, even though I didn't want to do it. But
0: yeah,
1: I don't know. Yeah. So how does it feel
0: to approach it from a different perspective?
1: A little scary. I don't know. I understand cognitively that if I have safety, if I my inner child feels loved and seen and I, I'm safe, that will emanate like through a business. But I just, I don't feel like I'm there yet. And I don't know how that plays out.
0: You're not there like yet. How do I get there? You're not there yet. How get there? Well, you you've got to get over this hump of this pattern first. So as a child, the main issues were looking for safety and love, right? And validation, but validation just helps us feel safe. Everything we're looking for is safety and love, anything, you know, validation worth, all of it, we can chunk it up to safety and love. So if you don't feel financially secure, how safe are you going to feel? None. Correct. At all. And do you think you need to feel safe before you go and pursue things you love? Yes. Right. Cause you couldn't pursue things you loved as a child because you didn't feel safe. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So you've got to create some safety first financially, but from the, not from the come from of, Oh man, I've got to do this. I've got to do this job. I hate to prove it to my husband to prove it. No, you are consciously making a choice an empowered choice for you so that you can create safety in your nervous system and in your subconscious and conscious mind. So that you can take your next steps to pursue what you're really after. But until that safety is there, it's going to feel
1: so foreign to you. Yeah. It, yeah. It feels, I feel panicky. Like, even the simplest thing, like yesterday, if you were taking an, a child example, mm-hmm. there was a school event, and I, try to go to every school event for my son because I want him to feel loved and supported by his parent. And I love him. But yesterday I decided I wasn't going to go the whole day because I did need to get work done. So even just the decision to be like, okay, I'm going to go late and I'm going to not show up for the whole thing felt, it's like I almost get paralyzed by being afraid of disappointing people. And Mm -hmm. I don't know how to get Get around that. It ended up being fine in the end. Like he was, he was happy, and it was fine. But I'm like, oh my god! Like everything for me feels that way. Well, you don't go around
0: it; you go through it. And when those things happen, instead of trying to push it down and get over it, you sit down with the part that's activated. So part of what builds anyone that's thinking of becoming a coach, part of what builds a body. And a subconscious trust in being able to do that is being able to coach ourselves through whatever comes up. So I would see every opportunity of you getting triggered as part of your education, as part of building your credentials. It's being like, oh, okay, I'm triggered right now. I feel like I'm disappointed. Let me go and talk to that part that feels like she's disappointed. Oh, it actually isn't my 30-something mother part. It's actually my little girl who's feeling like she disappointed dad because she didn't get the A plus or whatever it may be. And so if you can start to get more clear inside yourself about what part of you is actually triggered, and this is something you can take into therapy and really work on, of having your therapist really help you in parts work when you get triggered, be like, hmm, what part actually is triggered right now? Because when we're just trying to when we're feeling panicky, we use that example, and we're trying to calm ourselves down without actually identifying what part is getting triggered. It's like, we're trying to lower the volume of music, but we have no idea where the music's coming from. So we're just running around, flipping every light switch we can. (laughs) Yeah. Versus being like, oh, I know exactly where the source is. I know exactly where to turn this off or turn the volume down. So I feel like you're really on the brink of, a huge, a huge transition. And it's the inner and the outer steps. So remember, like awareness and information, as you said, isn't the whole part of it. It's the integration piece. And so the integration piece for you is going to be the twofold, like really working with whatever part is getting triggered. You know, what is the part that's getting triggered? And how do I work with that part? Because you know, most of us, when we are getting triggered, we're time traveling. And then the second piece is I am going to create safety. My parents didn't create safety for me. I'm going to learn how to create safety both in my system by really, when I get triggered, going in, feeling into what do I need? What part is activated? How do I talk to myself? How do I regulate myself through this? How do I feel my feelings with compassion? And then on the goal line, tangible part, as the adult, I'm going to go out and get some clients and make some money. So I feel more financially secure and I'm not doing it to please. And it's, it's a whole different distinction. Like imagine if you had chosen being a CPA, like just because you loved it. And just because it was your choice, your parents were like, go do anything you want. And they supported anything. And you chose, I'm going to be a CPA because I love numbers. And that seems really great to me. You'd have a different relationship to it, but because it felt forced upon you And like you didn't have choice, you have a disdain for it. It's almost like a repulsion. Yes. And in that, there's a repelling
1: of money. Yeah. There's a love-hate relationship with it, right? for sure. Right, right. It's like some days I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm killing it. I'm in the zone. And then other days I'm just like, why, why? Right, right. But I could see that perspective shift being really life changing and like, deeply healing yeah,
0: because you're consciously healing. choosing yeah. it versus feeling like you've been thrown into something that was against yeah. your will and against your choice. Cause good luck being generative when we feel like we're in a prison. Yep.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, that's yes. Agreed.
0: And, and if you can look at it, like I am doing this to get to this. I mean, I remember when I first started my coaching practice in 2004, I went back and took a full-time job in 2006. Cause I wasn't making enough money just coaching. You know, back then people thought a coach was, you know, what do you coach? Soccer, volleyball. People had no idea, and and I was like twelve, so <laughs> I was so young, so I really didn't know how to do it. And I went back and took a full time job, and it wasn't a job I loved, and I didn't really like it. But I was like, I am doing this to give myself money I can invest to learn more, um, some security, some momentum, and I'm going to build my practice. And I did it for a year, and I moonlighted and did coaching on the weekends and after a year, I was like, okay, I've got it. I'm ready to transition. And so I'm encouraging you to go into generating safety. That's your, that's your job right now, creating safety in your system. And you're going to do it by working with the parts that are coming up to let emotions be there to see what part is activated. And you can really break this down. I'm so glad you're working with an IFS therapist because you can really get support on knowing which part is triggered. And then, yeah, because when yeah. we grow up in a household where so much was focused on the head, yeah. we almost feel like the emotional domain and the body, like everything subconscious and emotional based, can feel really foreign. It can feel yes. like we don't have a clue how to regulate ourselves. <laughs> yes, Yeah. totally that normal.
1: Resonates that resonates a lot with me. Yeah, like it, it's almost like I. Again, even just speaking about that example with yesterday with the school event, I, it's like my body goes into this, this. It's dysregulated. It's panicky. It's, and I'm like, what? You know, my brain can't line it up, and it's just, yeah. yeah. And that what you just said resonated a lot. Yeah. yeah. How are you feeling now? I'm feeling motivated. Uh, this direction is very helpful for me. Great. Um, this is like, exactly what I needed. I, I, yes, this was helpful. Oh, good, great. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So safety and love. So we talked about safety. The other piece is you just usually got to love yourself through this, not judge yourself yeah. through it. You got to love yeah. yourself through this. And even love, you know, sometimes we get frustrated with ourselves at time, but then we, we catch it and we're like, just like with your kids, like you get frustrated at them and you get, you catch it and you're like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm here. I love you. Yeah. And you reset and you repair. Yeah. 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 And I, I it,
1: am better, better at like the awareness around the judgment. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Judgment. Yeah. Not good. But. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, my
0: women's retreat would be a great
1: place for this.
0: I don't know if you can make it in October in San Diego, but it would be fantastic. It would, it would speed everything up. Yeah. yeah. What I was going to say is, cause we do a huge section on anger and grief and all that, whether it's a retreat or somewhere else, deal with your anger at your parents, because it's going to keep getting projected on husband. If you don't. Uh, yes. <laughs>
1: sure. Yeah. I have like so much anger still. And it's funny because I feel like I've talked to this inner child so much and it's still coming up for me. Yeah. Um, in therapy and just well, in but my you might have talked check-ins. to the inner
0: child, but you might not have let the inner child have her rage. Like yeah. how often have you let the inner child scream at her parents and be like, Didn't you see me? This wasn't what I needed. You know, like yeah. really let her Yeah. Yeah. That's that's that is
1: a necessary step, yeah. yes. Yep. Well. You got it. You got this yeah.
0: safety. And I got
1: this. <laughs> you,
0: you got you. That's the most important thing. You got you, and that's what you need to keep reminding yourself of.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: So thank you to Julie for bringing forward another really, really important conversation. I love that every single episode someone's vulnerability, someone's courage to share what they're going through in their life. Brings forward such an amazing teaching opportunity. So I said a lot in the episode, I'm not going to review too much. I want to reiterate something that is just so key here, which is safety. And so often, and I've, I've mentioned this before, I think I even did a coach's corner on the ways that the personal development industry actually sometimes does more harm than good to people and my biggest pet peeves about it. And one of my pet peeves, for lack of a better word, is this pressure to make the changes. Just go for it. Just take the leap. Have courage. And that's really, really important to be able to make changes, to be able to take leaps. But when you feel not safe on some level, that's going to feel really challenging. So it's always a blend of you don't want to stay in something that is so familiar and so "quote unquote" safe, but not what you want to be doing for so long that you just get so accustomed to feeling safe, but not really feeling alive, not really feeling like you're doing what you're passionate about. And that it's just hard to make change. And the years go by and your dream quickly fades away. However, at the same time, you don't want to just drop everything and make a drastic change when you don't feel safe. And when it comes to safety, we are humans and we have basic needs. We have the need for love. We have the need for feeling like our physical needs are met as well. So in Julie's case, she wants to go do the coaching thing. But at the same time, she doesn't feel financially safe enough to go and do that. And safety was a big thing. We talked about how it was, wasn't something that she really grew up with. So what I encouraged her was she has something that she can do from home. That's fairly flexible. That's entrepreneurial. It isn't her passion, but if she has a different come from about it, then it can be something that drives revenue for her so that her nervous system and her inner child and her subconscious and her body all feel safer to go and build something that she really wants to do. So instead of making a drastic change, she's making an intentional transition. And doesn't that feel so much better? So just feel when I say these words, how it feels in your body, drastic change. All right. Like probably feels a little scary. Even if I say It in a different tone, drastic change. It feels like, (gasps) what kind of change? How drastic. But if I say intentional transition, intentional transition, doesn't that feel a little different? So I want you to think about what are the steps you need to take both internally. So for Julie, it was that work with that inner child, working on regulating herself, establishing safety, and then her external steps are driving some revenue, getting back in her flow, but doing it from a different come from, not from the come from of pleasing her parents or her husband. (laughs) I meant husband, but I said parent, but they're kind of the same in this situation and not from the come from of, Oh my gosh, I got to make money. I got to make money, but more, I'm really good at something. This is something that can generate for me. And if she has that come from, I bet she's going to enjoy it more it's going to enjoy it more. Think of going to the gym. If you have the comfort of, oh my gosh, I love exercising. I love feeling how strong my body is. I love feeling the sweat and detoxing. I love the endorphins I get from it versus going in and being like, oh, when is this workout going to be over? I just want to be in bed. I hate that I have to work out to fit into my jeans or whatever the story is. You could do the exact same workout routine and you're going to have a completely different experience. So our come from and our intention and the energy it rides on are so, so important. Also want to remind you that so much that we carry around just gets stuck and repressed and we create this dysregulation in our nervous system without even really knowing it. And that's why I hope that many of you ladies, sorry, men, this one's just for the ladies, join me at my signature women's retreat. I talked about it in the intro. Early bird is ending in June. So get your applications in and join me. All right, everybody, that's the show for today. Sending you so much love and many blessings until next time.